This is PhotoBizX, episode number 493, and today you are going to hear some solid business advice from a celebrity photographer who is passionate about seeing other photographers succeed. And when I say celebrity photographer, he has worked with artists like Kane West, Bernie Sanders, Mariah Carey, Usher, Jennifer Lopez, and so many more. I know you're going to get a ton from this one. Our special guest is Walid Azami, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, photographer, interviewer, and host of the Photo BizX podcast, where I help photographers succeed in business by interviewing other photographers and business experts from around the world and having them share their very best information on how they've grown their business. I know you are going to love today's interview with Walid. We're going to get to that in just a minute, and you have to actually, <laughs> you, you will not believe how he got his start in photography and how it all played out. Some great stories in this one, along with some great business advice as well. So stick around for that. Before we do get into that interview with Walid, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Stacey Brown-Randall, she is the expert on generating referrals without actually asking for them. It's the second time I've had Stacey on the podcast. And if referral-based clients are often your best clients, and you weren't aware there's an actual strategy you can implement to generate more referrals without actually asking for them, you need to get back and have a listen to that interview with Stacey Brown-Randall. We are going to jump into this interview with Walid. Uh, if you are hearing this announcement, though, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Walid. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. So if you are loving the stories, the strategies, the advice, and the tips from Walid in the first half, I know you're going to love the second half. If you would like to access that, you can do that for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. And there are more details on how to get that trial membership over at photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great time for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is a photographer and commercial director based in Los Angeles, USA. He got his start working with Madonna by contributing to her many projects and realized photography was going to be his thing. He's since photographed Kane West, Bernie Sanders, Mariah Carey, Usher, Jennifer Lopez, Justin Timberlake, and more. And he's also worked with commercial brands like VW, Target, and HP. If you take a look at his Instagram feed, you will be blown away by the people he's worked with and the photography that he creates. In addition to the photography work, he's also passionate about helping photographers understand their worth and helping them to succeed in business. I'm talking about Walid Azami, and I am wrapped to have him with us now. Walid, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Andrew. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. You have to tell us, how did you start working with Madonna? What were you doing then? And then how did that lead to a photography career? So let me just warn the audience. And is it, is it audio only or is it yes. video and audio? Audio only. Audio only. All right. So I'll be more descriptive. You guys have the gift of abbreviation. So I'm going to try to like expedite the story. But I was a college student and I was about to enter the teaching credential program. And that was like the most 
normal, quote unquote, normal job that I can get that would make my mom and dad happy. And I wasn't really happy, but it was what I was going to accept. And I finally applied for the teaching credential program. And the person, God bless them, God bless them, whatever they're doing in life now, lost my application. And so it bought me time. And literally, like when I tell you God bless them, I mean that to the utmost degree. Okay. Because this person lost my application, I had time to figure things out. I already, for the photographers listening who are wondering, oh gosh, like what is the right path? I went to get my bachelor's in seven years because I would change my major. I'm like, hmm, don't want to do this anymore. And I moved to the next, to the next, right? But during one of those nights, my parents, being the best Middle Eastern parents they could possibly be, uh, did that thing that they always do. They compare you to someone else. So-and-so's kid just finished medical school and mine can't even get the degree yet, right? Right thing to the right person at the right time. And I exploded. And so I went on this very, very long drive, which is one of my favorite things to do. Just put on some music, long drive, heater on max and the windows down and just drive. And I drove for several hours and then I came back and I was like, okay, enough, go do something. If you want to do something with your life, go do something. And I started Googling things. I probably didn't even go on Google. I probably went on like altavista.com or like, you know, ask Jeeves or I don't know where I was, but I went on one of these now no longer existent search engines. And I think I typed in how to get a job in the entertainment industry, something to that effect. Well, that popped up a website called entertainmentcareers.net, and there was an advertisement for an intern for Madonna's film company, and that's how I got in. But there, I started working my behind off. Like, I mean, when I tell you, I drove from where her office was to where I lived. It was an hour and a half there, an hour and a half to two hours back, and I... I started getting the attention of the higher ups like, okay, this one, because it took me seven years to finish school, I was older than the other interns. And so I was a little more serious, I had more to lose. And I started like, really just saying, hey, if I'm driving three and a half to four hours every single day, let me let me just make the best out of this, you know, make the most out of this. So I stood out. And eventually, I got the attention of Carice Henry, her then manager, who brought me in. And I got to see the Madonna world. And then I grew within that world and I watched her. You know, I think a lot of younger people today may have a certain opinion about her. But I'll just say this. Your favorites are because of Michael and Madonna. Like they literally, they paved the road. So whatever your favorite artists have done, Madonna and Michael have done it first. And the princes and some of these other people. But it was at the Madonna office that I started seeing her working with the greatest of the greats. And I still didn't know I want to be a photographer. I did not know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to create. Let me fast forward a little bit. About two years later, I left because I knew I did not want to do management. There's nothing creative about it. And then I just picked up a camera. And I don't want to go too deep into that story. But a friend of mine, Jamie King, told me about instincts and law of attraction and destroyed me in one night and reconstructed me in one night. Almost like, I guess... Don't know how they do like a nose job or something, but I heard they break it and then they heal it, right? <laughs> and don't know, terrible analogy, but he just said, you know, your instincts are everything and you're blind and you're deaf and you're dumb without your instincts. And I swear by that to this day. So my instincts said, 
this is where it's going to annoy a lot of your followers, okay? Our listeners. I never took a class in photography. I did not even know that the lens can come off of the body of a camera. Okay. I'm telling you, by this point, if someone's listening to their car, they probably crashed their car. But I did not know what an f-stop was, what an ISO was, or that big fat wheel, which was the exposure of the camera that I had. And I just went on my instincts and I used my very, very, very last credit card that I was allowed to have because my bank account was zero. And I bought the good old Canon 40D camera. And I just started teaching myself and kind of the career grew from there. That was an okay job of abbreviating, but you know, that's like my humble beginnings. <laughs> but hang on. Even if that's the beginning, which is amazing, give us the story of how it went from that to, you know, photographing the stars that I mentioned in the intro. Like, did you get an internship with someone else? Did you go out on your own? Like, how did you get to where you are now? Well, about a week and a half or two weeks after I got my camera, when I tell you I was depressed, but then once I took the last amount of money for my credit card, I had a, like a new low and I was like, oh, wow, there's really lower. I can keep going. You know, like you think you hit bottom and they're like, there's actually a lot more that I could dig through. And I didn't know what I wanted to do at all. And I took pictures of, uh, I remember specifically a line of ants going up a tree that I was, <laughs> I was proud of, <laughs> um, some leaves falling, trying to be like a deep artist for like that one week. And I saw like two leaves on a tree that was all bare. And I was like, well, that says something. And I was just trying to do anything I could, right? And it said nothing, just for the record. And I got a call from a friend of a friend of a friend. And they were like, "I now I had a video camera. I didn't have a photo camera. And the video camera, I just hit record. I didn't know what the hell any of this stuff was. And at this time, the recession started, the 09 or whatever recession it was. So no one's calling, but no one even knows we're in a recession. But they said, this person said, Walid, I got your number from Chris, who got it from Kate. And I am with an artist right now. And we need somebody immediately to the Kodak Theater. Can you come now? We need behind the scenes a video, not photo, but video. And I was like, yeah, because I was so excited because I could put food in my refrigerator again. And they're like, oh, and the artist or the client is Usher. So here I am a week after I realized a camera lens can be detached from the body and I'm going to go photograph Usher. And I don't take this lightly. Like I know that a door wasn't open for me, like the wall was kicked down, but I will defend it that I stayed in that room for like 12 years, you know, with the hard work. But um, I remember writing real fast on my BlackBerry curve. I don't know if I had a note section or if I emailed myself or something. ISO means, f-stop means, exposure means. ISO is a little button on the upper right-hand corner of the camera. F-stop is this, you know? <laughs> and I went there, and before I was about to close the apartment door, that gut feeling again that my friend Jamie King spoke about, spoke to uh, literally, like, I'm telling you guys, I was not making decisions. I was, a higher power was escorting me through this whole thing. And I'd be very arrogant to think that it was all just me as a newbie. And the thought was, Usher has no idea if you're here for video or video and photo. So grab that new camera you just bought. And I grabbed it and I took my three one gigabyte cards. That's all that I had and went to the Kodak theater and I started taking photos. And the photos I was taking was like machine gun style 
like and I was when I tell you I was relying on quantity over quality that day. I didn't even know quality to be honest with you. And Usher asked me, "What if stop were you at?" Because when I'm thinking, I look really nervous. Well, I didn't know what the hell an F-stop was on the spot, okay? Especially if Usher's going to ask me. And I looked at him. Again, I get a weird gut feeling. And the gut feeling said, turn around and walk away without saying a single word. Because listen, <laughs> but here's the thing, Andrew. I would much rather him think that I'm a crazy artist True. versus someone that doesn't know. You could pull a lot of things being a crazy artist, right? I love it. I love and, it. And... <laughs> I went back upstairs because those two levels underground. I went back upstairs to get reception on Hollywood and Vine right there, wherever the Kodak Theater is. And I was like, I have to stop. That's what that stupid thing does. Okay, let me go back down in case he asks me again. And I remember kind of hovering near him, like, ask me again so I can show you that I know this. But he had already moved on to the next thing. I went home that day. And you know how I said that? Oh, I hit bottom. Well, there's a whole lower floor than that bottom that I had hit. And I was like, oh, geez, you idiot. You big idiot. You have a college degree. You're practically homeless. You bought a camera that you don't even know how to operate. Oh, and you get that golden ticket of Usher calling you. And you big idiot. You messed it up. But so anyways, I super depressed. Like a day or two days later, I get a call from Benny Medina, who is Usher's manager. He now manages Jennifer Lopez. You'll always see him in the background. Oh, Benny Medina, actually, to his credit, started Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like he's the creator of that show with Will Smith. And so um, Benny has a certain reputation. So people are very, very afraid of him. And he's never been unkind to me for the record. But I got the call and it was Rex, the assistant, I'll never forget these names. Rex was like, hey, Rex, or hey, Walid, that's Rex from Benny Medina's office. Benny wants to know about those pictures. And I was like, oh, God, oh, my God, like, just cuss me out now because I don't like the stringing along, just rip the bandaid off, right? And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm working on them. I decide to pull the images out of, I hope this is not boring your audience. No but way. I decide to pull the images out of the folder because remember, I didn't know Lightroom existed, nor Photoshop. Adobe to me is like a foreign language. I didn't even know it existed. Okay. So I opened every single image one at a time. And I was like, that's a yes, that's a no. And if it was a yes, I would hit command C, copy it, and then command V and, and then paste it into a different folder. And that was my selection process. And I would say if I had to guess six, seven, eight hundred images. Because I shot on JPEG small, for those people wondering how the hell I got that many images on a one gig card, JPEG small. JPEG small. (laughs) I didn't even know. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know what a raw was. But let me tell you, God was on my side through that whole trek. So I got the JPEG small and I was like looking at them. I'm like, oh my God, these are worse than I actually thought. Like I actually, it's almost like I actually worked really hard to make photos this bad. And I probably, out of that many photographs, maybe 20, about 20 images, you can recognize that that is Usher. Wow. Or Will I Am in the background. Or I think Pharrell came in the room too. And I'm just like this. Oh my God. But I wasn't starstruck because I worked with Madonna before that. But I was kind of starstruck because this is me holding a camera now. Right. And again, that little gut feelings like, 
turn them black and white. If they're all different colors of the rainbow with the Kelvin, you know, mismatch, didn't know what a Kelvin was either. Now I do. And I decided to make them all black and white. And the pictures were so bad. They were like ultra grainy, ultra contrasty, ultra blown out whites and like, like just horrible ushers out of focus, but the background jacket hanging on the wall is in focus, you know, and I sent like probably 15, maybe 15 to 20. And I was like, God, just, just get it over with, you know? And I got a call almost immediately and it's Rex again. And he's like, Hey, Walid, it's um, Rex with Benny Medina's office. I have Benny for you on the phone. <sighs> okay. Like my stomach, the, the butterflies on my stomach. And I get on the phone, Benny gets on the phone and he's like, Walid, what's up, man? And he's happy, but he's a reputation. So I'm like, this is a cruel kind of happy if he's going to make me think that this is going good and then cut my neck, right? And he goes, I don't know what you did. I don't know what you did or how you figured this out. But Usher's whole new thing is old Hollywood, imperfect photos, black and whites, really grainy, contrasty, <laughs> and blown out. And he wants to know, would you be open to being his personal photographer and going on tour with him? Get out. Unbelievable. That is how my career started. Unbelievable. You just lost every listener. That's like, I can't, I can't deal with this, but I worked hard at it. But I'm going to encourage anyone that's listening. If they're thinking about turning up to a wedding and doing what you just described, don't do it. Please don't don't. do it. Please do not. Yeah. So you got that original call because you had contacts, because you knew someone, not because of your photography expertise at that point. That was a a risk on their behalf. Yes. And I have to admit that as much as I don't like to, because I'd like to say, oh, they saw me as like this diamond in the rough. No, because I knew somebody. Let's be honest. I don't like that, but I have to admit the truth. And what you described about photographing the two leaves on the tree and the ant trail going out the trunk, they're all things that we've done as beginner photographers. I remember doing those mm-hmm. things when I started out. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. incredible. <laughs> it's like a rite of passage that you have to make really, really tacky, so-called, quote-unquote, artsy photos. <laughs> it's true. And like, and think you're so deep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Just while we're talking about some of the stars that you photographed, who has been the most fun to work with? Gosh, okay. Not because I've signed on an NDA for majority of them, not because of that, okay? Um, a vast majority of them, 95% of them have been incredible humans, and I really, really respect them. One was rather unkind, so I don't want to say her name, Um uh, shoot, I just said the gender. Okay. And then, <laughs> oh, damn, they can do some Googling and figure it out. And then one is the only time I ever, what was the exact question? Who was the most fun to work with? You know, Oh, the fun with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In one way, the most fun was Mariah Carey. Oh my God. She's in on the joke. She's in on the joke. Have you ever seen a TV show called Will and Grace? Yes. You know, Karen Walker, the really, really rich millionaire yes that's mariah carey she just doesn't she's so wealthy and she's funny and she's charming but she doesn't day-to-day life that's not her world 
So something she looks at you like you don't understand, you know, but it's like when Karen Walker, they had to convince her that there was this weird underground system where these little train cars would come and take people all over the city. And she's like, right, this magical little land, you know, but she had never been on the subway. So um, Mariah was one of my favorites. And I went into her respecting what she had done, but I wasn't like the biggest fan. I left. I was like, yo, I love this woman. Love her. Okay. Um, Usher for giving me the opportunity, first of all, and then the opportunity to be open and to let me experiment without really knowing what was happening behind the scenes. Like he doesn't know unless he's ever heard one of these podcasts that I learned on his job <laughs> Amazing. for two years. Um, Madonna was never a client as in I photographed. I became like an assistant and all that. Madonna for inventing pop like the pop artist, the perfect pop artist is because Madonna. Uh, so watching that work ethic, nobody reaches Madonna's work ethic, period. And then let me see, like, if I give you another, let's see. Oh, okay. Bernie Sanders, I lost my mind. Lost my mind on Bernie Sanders. I showed up two hours early in case. Like, it was one of those things that they think if you ever win a lotto ticket, you're like, what if there's a fire? Okay, let me put it in a fireproof safe. What if there's a flood? Let me put it up here. You know, like Bernie Sanders, I was like, get there early. What if there's traffic? What if the freeways are closed magically? Give yourself like two. Bernie Sanders was the one that just couldn't stop sweating. But I'll tell you what, though, as a photographer, whether you're doing weddings or babies or commercial or corporate real estate, they can hire anybody, but they choose you. And so I absolutely honor every single one of them. And I know it sounds like lip service, but I truly mean it. They could have had anybody in L.A. and they chose me. So I never, ever, ever enter something with negative energy because they're picking me. How can I possibly? Of course. Yeah. I want to get more into the business side of things in just a second, but just for a bit of a glimpse, more of a glimpse into your world, when a a star, for want of a better word, wants to hire you to photograph them, do they go through an agent of yours or do they contact you directly? How do they get Waleed to come and photograph them? Is a question also laced a little bit with how other people can get to work with stars? Or you want me just... No, no, just you personally. Like if someone wants to book you, does your mobile phone ring? Do you get a, a WhatsApp message? Yeah. Yeah. I used to have an agent. I've been with a few agencies. I do not... Let me not mix words. Let me be very clear. I do not believe in agents. Absolutely not. They cannot do what you can do if you have the drive. So there's a little bonus for, I think, the audience, but they call me directly or they generally. So the thing is, if you're doing like celebrity photos, if you're doing a certain type of clientele, you cannot advertise like you would if you do, let's say, family photos for Christmas. And so I can't advertise. I almost just have to sit there and wait for someone to call me. And thank God they've been calling me for like 12 years. But it's all through word of mouth. If people want to work with celebs or high profile people, photos are important, but I think there's like two things that people really don't touch on. Number one, your integrity, your character, like your trustworthiness is the number one thing that they're really looking for. Have you ever leaked any photos? Have you ever badmouthed any of them? Have you ever gone to the blogs about anything? Because they want to know that they're safe. The other thing is you have to have an opinion. If you don't have an opinion because they're so surrounded by yes people, then you're virtually worthless to them. 
because they're looking for people to give them like the best, like we're supposed to travel the world. We're supposed to go see exhibits and we're supposed to see the world and then bring that to them. Right. Well, that leads me to the next question I was going to ask you. And I think you almost answered it. I was going to ask when you turn up to photograph, say Mariah Carey or Jennifer Lopez, do they say, or do you get told, Hey, we want to be photographed in this style or do you get to turn up and say, hey, this is how I'm photographing you? You know, I'm going to make them grainy, black and white, out of focus if you want. Or, you know, you can bring in certain lighting or backgrounds. Or do you have creative freedom? Yes, to a certain extent. I really, really like this question because I think that a lot of photographers, they kind of, they're like, which one first? Am I giving them the idea or am I waiting for them to give me the idea, right? You guys, with AI on the horizon, If you don't have opinions, close your business now. Close your business. You're going to go out of business. Your opinions is what AI cannot be, right? So you come to them with the ideas. And so they'll come to me based off of my previous successes. This is no different than any wedding photographer, headshot photographer, food, whatever it might be. They look at my portfolio and they say, God, I really like what he did with Carmen Lecture here. I really like what he did with Kanye West here. We kind of like this. Let's contact this person. And so they look at your portfolio. They see if you have a consistent run in a particular style because people at this caliber do not want to pay for pay and play photography roulette where you're like, okay, let's see where this lands today. Is it going to be really airy and you know vibrant or super moody? Is it going to be fluorescent what so they want to know what you have and they rely on a consistent portfolio and that's the case with any photographer you want to book clients true but when i look at your portfolio you know on your Mm -hmm. website or even on your instagram feed there's a pretty big variety of looks like you know you've got a couple of i'm looking at some here now i'm not sure who it is in green Who's that? The long, long green dress? Yes. Carmen Electra. Yeah, right. And you've got green, like harsh green lighting as well. Yeah. And then, then the next photo is black and white, you know, with a cream background. And then you've got, you know, traditional black and white, you could say. And then you've got high contrast color. So there's a big variety. But can I ask you how many of those people are smiling and look happy like it's a toothpaste commercial? Okay, so you've got creative freedom with the look, yeah. but you still have a certain style with the way they look. What I pull out of them, right? So when you started, when you said, who is this with the green light and the green dress? Uh, when I got Carmen Electra, she um, actually her publicist called and was like, hey, is she wearing bikinis or is it like lingerie? Those are the only choices they gave her. And I said, actually, I'm going to cover her up and I'm going to show the world that she is beautiful. She doesn't have to show everything. And so I would say that the clients that come to me the most are the ones that are willing to break the rules. Like, for example, a previous agent told me, this is their word, not mine. And you have too many black artist on your portfolio stop doing it so what do i do and i was like oh really so i went and found the darkest skin model that broke the beauty norms and in photography generally like different cultures we have undertones in our skin 
you know i'm from afghanistan we have kind of like this olive-ish kind of tone um generally a lot of black clients they have like a, a bluish undertone so you're not supposed to photograph them in a blue light and i was like and i'm gonna have a blue background and i'm gonna so my whole thing is i think why people come to me is that i will break the rules photography rules and i I'm not Mr. California sunshine. So if if it's more somber, it's more moody. And that's the consistency. I will say, though, that in the past three, four years, I've done an active job in making sure that the portfolio that you see right now is diversified a little bit more because now I've set a precedent. But in the beginning, it was hard shadows, super contrasty. Shadows were equally as important as the lights were if not more, you know, so I did that. I don't think I've ever used more than two lights, majority of times singular light. So to me, that was my style. Then I started to expand a little bit because I want longevity and I want to build a certain legacy. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. You touched barely on pricing and, uh, you know, when they hire you. Yeah. How do you price a job? High. (laughs) <laughs> damn high i love it yep okay and then who are you talking to about pricing are you talking with the celebrity's agent or manager it just depends on who came to me you know was it the record label right, okay but so you're not talking to the celebrity you're talking to someone on their team about pricing oh no it could be either way if they hired me directly i talked to them if management brought me in I talk to management. So it just, it really changes. But I guess the star is going to, at some point, interact with me. As far as pricing, I price high. I very, very proudly price high. And I want people to have the same energy. Right. And is it is it a day rate or is it a half day rate? Oh, it's all of it. It's day rate. It's consulting fee. It is copyright and usage fees. It is production fee. It is producer fee. There's uh, post process. I mean, I stack it up. Well, okay. And when you say high, $10,000? Higher. 20? Sometimes, sometimes more. I'll just be very honest with you. It feels awkward me saying how much, but I also understand that there's a greater mission that I have now and I want to help other photographers. So I'm also like, yeah, tell people how much you could make. Um, yeah, higher than 20 sometimes. Definitely. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. And you, you mentioned copyright there, Waleed. If a client wants to purchase copyright, you will sell that to them or you will only sell yes. usage? You will. I will sell usage. I will do everything I can not to sell the ownership of the copyrights. Sometimes that is all they want. And then it's a high fee for that. Right. Okay. Because once you sell copyright, that's it. You no longer have any rights to that image. That's correct, isn't it? Yes, yeah, sort of. And I can really speak mostly to the United States of America. Sure. So... Yeah. So there are generally, there's like five categories that I break down to pricing. Do you want me to go into each one a little bit and how I gauge them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love you to. Sure. Um, There is the promo rights, the most elementary. That's the one that everyone should just kind of be given promo rights, promo use only. You cannot make money off of my artwork at all. There is commercial usage. The next tier up commercial usage has to be if it's done correctly, how long, what territories, what exact product and limited to that product only. So a record cover is a great example of a commercial usage or 
the cover of a Colgate or whatever brand toothpaste box and a beautiful model with a beautiful smile. That image from that photographer was leased to Colgate or whichever brand. The third level is merch rights. So real fast, again, the promo rights are promoting whatever project they're on. That's all that it is. It's like your hype man, pretty much. The commercial rights is just supplying the cover, but it's not the actual product that is being sold. The merch rights are the product. So now, you know, I had just said in another podcast when I work with Madonna, she would go on this massive world tour and I don't know, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a night in merch sales. Wow. Imagine a half of a million dollars a night, people buying t-shirts with your face on it. Well, whose work is that? That would be photographers like Stephen Klein, like Mizell, you know, these different people. And maybe one day Walid Azami, we'll see, you know, but, but so now they're making money. So yes, she's on stage. She is singing. Yes. She's making money from record sales and streaming and concert tickets and parking tickets and anything else. But what has my work on it? Her t-shirts, her coffee cups, her mouse pads, things like that. So now that's not music. So I am the main product. So I would charge for that. The fourth way is buyout. Buyout is kind of like a, almost like an all access pass. And they say, you know, we don't want to come to you and ask you for permission each time and negotiate each and every single time. So we would like to buy out this pool of photographs, either indefinitely or for a certain length of time. Then can I say a pseudo bad word or go for it? Yes. Okay. The most professional legal, this is the fifth way, the most professional legal kick to the balls is something called work for hire. Boy, it is, it's like, it's a cute name. I'm working and I'm for hire. So this is a work for hire, right? And so you're going to give me money and this is great. It's like you even a little lingo to work for hire. No, it is intended to destroy you, period. And not intentionally, it's just, it is a deep down, but it is a boilerplate contract served to you by the lawyers. Whoever gives you the contract the contract is heavily favoring them. So the work for hire, it strips away your ownership, strips away your ability to even say that you photograph something, strips away your right to put it on your website if they choose so to do that. Work for hire means you forever gave it away. You will never see that work again. You could never use it. You could never make a dollar off of it. And it's the worst thing ever. So it breaks down to those five things. I never do work for hires ever, ever. Right. So who would be getting hit with work for hire? Would that be newer photographers or photographers that just aren't aware? Oh, they try it on everybody. Oh, do they? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. All right. They try it for everybody. The first thing I do when I see a contract is I put my thumb down the middle of the paper and I just scan real fast and I look for work for hire. Hidden, <laughs> hidden, camouflage, wherever. I look for that. I circle it before I touch anything else. I circle it and then I write a note. Can we discuss this? And it's kind of like a, not a power move, but it's kind of like a, yo, I know what you're doing. So let's not even discuss anything else. Let's see if we can even move forward. And then they'll say, well, that's just, you know, 
standard, like it, it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, oh, it does to me. It totally does to me. So can we scratch it out? And I want to get that in writing. And then they'll give me permission. I'll scratch it out. And then I'll go through the contract. Okay. So in your world, I mean, because the photographers that uh, my photography and my world, mm-hmm. I would be supplying the contract to my domestic client. Yes. So in your world, is the artist giving you the contract to sign? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. I love it. I I love these ideas. I thought for sure when I asked you that original question, you were going to say something like pricing or advertising or marketing. And uh, that's the psychology. (laughs) I love your answer. Wiley, the time has flown by. I want to be conscious of the time we have left. Of course. You've mentioned your course. I've had a little bit of a look around. Where is the best place for the listener to start if they want to learn more from you? Sure. On Instagram, thank you. On Instagram, I am walid.azami. My personal work is on walidazami.com if y'all want to verify who I am. But then I have photographybusinesscourse.com, which is the blog where I help photographers. And that links to the podcast and that links to everything else and the course there too. The course is, yeah, and it's listed there. It's called Step, Secret to Easy Photography Pricing. No, okay, so and that's is that the one and only course? Is that the best place to start? Or is there multiple things that you can offer? Yeah, I have a big, big masterclass. I would suggest that somebody has a business running for like a year and a half or two. And that masterclass is literally my roadmap from day one of my career to like the current day. That's one option. That is a higher price ticket item, but your first client or two pays for that. The pricing course is something I think everyone should take because everyone should be raising their prices, especially as we enter a global recession. So that's really, really important too. And my pricing tactics are the same. When I first started with, yes, I shot Usher, but I also shot some weddings too under a whole different name, you know, because I don't want to mix the two. So it worked with weddings and it works with celebs and it works with magazines and commercials and ad agencies and everybody. Those are like the two big ones. But of course, I also do consulting via Zoom on everyone's business. Like one-on-one, you get to ask me everything about your business and you get coaching on that. So there's a few. Fantastic. Thank you for asking. A pleasure. I'm going to link to those in the show notes. Um, Just with the step pricing course, will that be applicable to portrait and family photographers, pet photographers, that sort of thing as well? 100%. Because it's about the psychology of where you position yourself, how you position the client. It's about knowing your value and it's about knowing. So it's not like, oh, everyone is charging $1,200 for this. No, no. It's about we have quizzes in there that find out your market value. And you're like, oh, I fall in this part of the scale. So if Walid is saying you could charge around 2000 but I'm a little higher on the scale, I could charge 2400 And so it's literally the best pricing. I know that I'm biased. It is hands down the best pricing course out there, hands down. Awesome. So you're not going to tell the listener how to, what to set their price at. You're going to help them establish what their pricing should be. Yeah. And it's going to be different for every listener. 
Exactly. And there's different projects for different people, depending on where you are. You also take what I call the step course. So are you in stage one, stage two or stage three? Are you a photographer who wishes they can charge? Are you a photographer who's started to charge a little bit? Or step three, are you a photographer who has been charging but really wants to go full time? So the psychology of this works across the board because humans are, you know, we're the same. For sure. I love that. And this is the one I'm looking at now. So the cost of this one is 145 US dollars. Is that correct? Correct. And that comes with one year of a private Facebook community. So you can actually ask any question you want in there. And I answer the rest of the community answers. And then sometimes I hire from that group for my own shoots too, because I play favorites. <laughs> I love it. I if love you're it. in LA, you know, if I need an assistant, why not? Why Absolutely. not hire someone that believes in investing in themselves? So good. Waleed, mate, this has been a real pleasure. I loved hearing your story. I love what you shared. I'm so glad we had a chance to connect. So massive thanks for coming on and sharing what you have. Thank you for having me. And thank you for everyone that was listening. And yeah, believe in yourself. Like you guys are the best things out there. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Walid as much as I did. Walid, if you are listening, again, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing everything you did. I had a ball chatting with you. Loved your stories. Loved the strategies and tactics you shared. So again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing what you did. For you, the listener, I do hope there was a ton of takeaways from what Walid had to share. If you would like to learn more from him, I've got links to anywhere and everywhere you can find him in the show notes for today's episode. They are at photobizx.com forward slash 493. Now, in addition to those links, I've got examples of his fantastic work. And there's also a comments area at the bottom of those show notes if you do have a follow-up question for Walid. And if you are a premium member, I'll be adding Walid into the members Facebook group. So you'll have easy access to him there. Maybe you want to ask him about contracts, work for hire, pricing, getting into celebrity photography, whatever it may be, hit him up inside the members Facebook group there. It's shout out time. I've got one big shout out for today's episode. And this one goes to commercial lifestyle and adventure photographer, Andy Cannon, who lives in Tenerife, which is one of the Canary Islands off the coast of Spain. Uh, What an amazing place to live and work. Uh, Andy took the time to leave a lovely review in Google. It was simple, straight to the point, and he says, I can't recommend PhotoBiz Exposed and Andrew enough. Through the broad and incredibly inspiring podcast he puts out and the related materials, he has helped improve my business and the service and experience the customer receive. Super simple and super helpful for me. And in addition to that, as my little way of saying an extra thanks to Andy, I've left a link pointing back to his website using a keyword phrase that he's looking to rank for to help with his SEO. And I can do exactly the same for you. So if you haven't left a review and you'd like to get a backlink to your website, simply go to photobizx.com forward slash Google or photobizx.com forward slash iTunes if you have an Apple iTunes account. Leave a review in one of those two places. Let me know that you've done that and let me know the keyword phrase and URL you'd like me to link to and I'll be happy to add a backlink back to your website as well as giving you a shout out on the podcast like I just have for Andy. It is super simple and it can be a short, straight to the point review as long as it's an honest one and I'll be happy to provide you with that backlink. 
And again, to you, Andy, massive thanks for taking the time to do that for me. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Alrighty, that is just about going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. I've had a interesting weekend. Linda, my poor wife Linda, has caught COVID. So she's been tucked up in bed and uh, off limits to me and all the family who don't want to catch COVID. Unfortunately for Linda, she did think and believe that she had these superpowers, these anti-COVID superpowers, <laughs> because she's been able to avoid it up until now. But unfortunately, it finally caught up with her. And uh, yeah, she's been bedbound for the last few days. And unfortunately, in air quotes, for me, I've had to stay out of the house, which has meant a ton of cycling, some racing, lots of golf, a little bit of running. Yes, I've taken up running again. And when I say running, it's a, a very slow jog at this stage. I'm just trying to add some uh, impact type exercise to my cycling, which I'm told is very important for men and women of my age, <laughs> because there's almost no impact associated with cycling. So I've got to push myself to do some extra little things. In addition to all the fun that I've been having over the last few days, I've also been getting in place some big plans for a New Year's episode of the Photo Biz X podcast. That's going to be a fun one. I'm playing around with some ideas for a Christmas episode. So if, if you have an idea for a Christmas episode, hit me up, shoot me an email. It's andrew at photobizx.com. Let me know what you would like to hear in regards to a Christmas episode. Would you like to have a get together with listeners and members? Would you like to have an Ask Me Anything episode? Would you like me to interview a photographer from a totally different genre to what I usually focus on? Would you like to just have a break from the podcast? <laughs> Let me know what you'd love to hear for a Christmas episode. It could be a wrap-up of the year's best interviews, my, my favorite interviews of 2022. It could be asking you, the listener, for your best tip, your best advice that we could share with other listeners of the podcast. Again, let me know. I'm open to your ideas. It's your podcast. It's, you're the reason I create this. Let me know what you'd love to hear for a Christmas episode of the podcast, if anything, and I'll see what I can do to make that happen. It's andrew at photobizx.com if you want to hit me up there with your ideas. Uh, and I don't care how wacky or out there they are, I'm happy to hear them and I'll see if we can make it happen for you. All right, have a great week wherever you are in the world. Stay safe, healthy and well. Avoid that COVID if you can. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 